Welcome to Sparks of History, where world history and Jewish history meet. Today, we are very pleased to have with us David O. Stewart. Uh, Mr. Stewart is a noted best-selling author of numerous books, including Madison's Gift, Five Partnerships That Built America, American Emperor, Aaron Burr's Challenge, Jefferson's America, The Summer of 1787, The Men Who Invented the Constitution, Impeached, The Trial of President Andrew Johnson, and The Fight of Lincoln's Legacy, and much more. And today we will be discussing George Washington, The Political Rise of America's Founding Father, in the words of the Wall Street Journal, an outstanding biography that both avoids hagiography and acknowledges the greatness of Washington's character. Mr. Stewart's writing is clear, often superlative. His judgments are nuanced, and the whole has a narrative drive such a life deserves. And as you can see, it's a uh, page-turner, a uh, big book, which um, I simply went on to Amazon and purchased and recommend that all our Viewers and listeners do the same. Comes right to your door. And um, we'll get right started. Um, just a little bit, Mr. Stewart, about your background and how you became interested in George Washington. Well, I was a, a practicing lawyer for many years, did trial and appellate work, um, and uh, then took a an off-ramp and started uh, to write books uh, and uh, focused on history, which is, you know, lifelong passion. I take it for you also. And uh, uh, focused on American history and did three, I've, I've done three books as you listed uh, from our founding era. And I kept finding that when I would do public engagements, people would have, tended to ask me, so who was the most important person? And I always said George Washington, because of course I thought he was. And after I had given that answer enough times, it occurred to me that maybe I had been missing the point <laughs> and I ought to write about George Washington and I ought to know more about him. Uh, so that is what uh, led me to him. Uh, he's a, such a big figure, and you know, there's been there have been other books on the subject. So I needed to sort of excavate to a, a thesis that I thought would be interesting and would shed some new lights. So I, I focused on his political uh, gifts and career, which I think have been uh, under-evaluated, um, which is interesting. He's a, almost a mythical figure in this country, but. Uh, people don't think of him as a politician, which he absolutely was. Just briefly, what George Washington myths do you dispel in, in your work? Uh, I guess the, the biggest myth that I was interested in uh, confronting was this notion that it was all effortless, that, you know, he was big, uh, which he was, um, I mean, physically large, and that he was rich, which he really wasn't. I mean, he, he, he made money, but he didn't start out in life especially rich. Uh, and that it all came easily, which it didn't. Um, he had 
uh, some very big potholes in his early career that he had to surmount. Um, he had personal qualities that um, held him back that he had to uh, address and, and fix, um, which he was relentless about through his life, a, a real self-improver. Uh, it was an interesting mix of characteristics because he, he it's hard to find any time when he ever admitted uh, error, when he said he was wrong. Um, he just, that didn't come naturally to him. But he did not usually make the same mistake twice. Um, and you could see that if you look at his career closely, he's learning, he's self-critical like crazy. He doesn't care to do it in public, but in his own head, he is thinking all the time, gee, did I mess that up? Um, and he is uh, improving. And uh, it, it, it's, you know, I think what a lot of us try to do in our lives. And I think he's a remarkable example of somebody who did. What impact did the earlier years of wilderness fighting against the French and the Indians have on, on Washington's career? Well, it had, I think, ultimately all positive effects, but they were, in short, in short term, not that positive. Um, he, he did get some fame out of it, which he, he was a, became a conspicuous figure almost by accident. And um, that stood him in good stead. Um, there were no real native-born um, uh, native American uh, heroes in that war, really. Um, and so he was the closest approximation. So that was a plus. The negative was um, he was engaged in this kind of fighting out on the Virginia frontier uh, out West, what was then the West, and uh, against Indian tribes who were just much better at that kind of combat than Virginians ever would be. His men were suffering, many deserted. Uh, the settlers uh, also suffered terrible depredations. Many fled east. Um, it, it was just a terrible time for him. He took it all very personally uh, as failure. He also, because times were so bad, I think, uh, alienated his military superiors and the British establishment and the colonial government. Both, both were terrible missteps. Um, and I think he was, a, he was a young man, he was 25 or so, uh, and did not have perhaps the impulse control that um, he certainly developed. Uh, and he did ultimately decide, well, you know, I'm not gonna make a career in this military world. So I'm just gonna say what I think. Um, for what, whatever the reasoning was, um, he leaves that experience uh, with a very mixed record. And I think you can see in his own conduct, um, he does learn from those experiences and becomes really quite good at being careful never to alienate superiors uh, and to um, make his way uh, safely through a lot of political minefields. So when you talk the theory of um, the hypothesis of Washington's great self-reinvention, um, when did that happen, stages of that? How was he able to do that? 
Well, it starts near the end of his uh, uh, wilderness fighting. Uh, he's still a, a young fellow. It's 1757, 1758. Uh, and when he just fundamentally reorients himself from military world to making a go as a uh, plantation owner. He's uh, lucked into and inherited uh, Mount Vernon because his brother and sister-in-law and niece have all died. And he also heads out into the political world. Uh, he runs for the uh, seat in the colonial legislature, the Virginia House of Burgesses, and wins. And it's clear he's decided to make uh, his way in civilian life. He also does one terribly smart and effective thing, which is he marries a very rich woman. Uh, Mary, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Martha Dandridge Custis, uh, whose first husband had recently died. Uh, and he courts Martha assiduously, and it seems for a very short time, uh, just a couple of weeks. And they become engaged, and uh, the wealth she brings into the marriage will be very important to his political future. Well, in, in Virginia society at the time, uh, to join the elite, which was Washington's intention, you needed to have a suitable base. Uh, and for him, it was going to have to be Mount Vernon, and he did not have the resources to develop Mount Vernon, which was a, it's a beautiful location. It was a fine house, but it was not. A going concern economically, needed a great deal of investment. And without Martha's money, he very likely could not have done that. And that was an essential part to his arrival as a person of stature in Virginia society, which um, was absolutely his goal.